And also it's better for us to be able to communicate with each other if you talk through your thoughts as much as you can, even if they're really dumb. So it is good to be like, maybe, oh, maybe could we add our birthday in? Does that have any relevance? What if I flip all the numbers upside down? Do upside down numbers mean anything in Australia? Previously on Escape This Podcast. Bill's blood goes to the priest. Or Chloe, child of my Saris, dies. You barely get a word in edgewise before you feel the stick of a syringe in the side of your neck. Pretty soon you fall to the floor, and the last thing you see is Ariana preparing the other syringe, preparing to draw your blood. You're still in the doorway of the school, right where you were left. When you reach the cemetery, you see neither Ariana nor a priest, so you head for the church. You approach the open grave, and standing right at the bottom, you see our guests! You came to the cemetery searching for your blood, and it kind of looks like you found it. Cousins! Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop roleplaying and escape room puzzles. We're now at chapter nine. We're right near the end of our Children of Mysaris arc. And you still don't know anything. And I'm walking straight into the dragon's den. Each episode, we are joined by a guest, and this episode, the guest helping me out on my treacherous, ridiculous journey into the heart of a cult, is Devon from Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts. Hi, Devon. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, my my podcast is very hard to describe, so I usually, uh, I don't really describe it much in person. I don't really push it on anyone. I describe it as the podcast that makes a GM sound like the kind of GM that all other GMs are jealous of. <laughs> Ooh, that's that, nice. That's, that's that's awesome. That's a great compliment because I mean I really don't have any experience doing it. But yeah, it's a it's a role playing. Uh, yeah, podcast. it sounds really good. It's the perfect example of someone who can really just take the input of the players and say, yeah, okay, that fits into the storyline now, and it really feels as if you knew that was coming and you did have plans for that the entire time. Oh, that's so awesome! Thanks. That's what my podcast is like. It's that good. Yeah, so so it's a it's an actual play podcast. You play through fates, not D and D. D and D's for losers. Yeah, um, <laughs> too many too many rules. Way too many rules. I have a I have a hard time explaining the rules of fate to one of our players. Wit as is, like we don't need a lot of rules. <laughs> but no, look, it's really it's it's a really good show. If people want to listen to it, it's very funny and really kind of wacky, but really focused because you only do these 20 minute episodes and so they don't ramble on in silly ways there's this it's this strange balance of wackiness but kind of laser focus on things happening and it works out really well it's it's a really great show people need to go listen to it but i'll talk about it more in the middle shall i cool all right well Devin, if you're ready danny why don't you start us off let's do it so ben and dave insisted on not sticking around after your last ordeal. This was a bit too creepy for them, distant cousins or none. They don't want to be part of an effort to free a trapped, brainwashed town. That's too much for them. So, Bill, you're going into this church alone. You push the door open. You expect it to slam shut behind you, but it doesn't. Nothing locks you in this time. No children, no demons. Oh, can I take a moment just to appreciate that and, like, jump outside and jump back in again? Like just Homer, Australia, America. Swing the door open a few times. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should just go, just go close it, just so you can be comfortable. 
Just lock yourself. Yeah, in. that's true. Can I can, can I lock it? I, don't, <laughs> I can't solve puzzles unless there's locked doors. All right, so you take the lock that was on the outside, but mm. now you know the combination for it, so you can lock yourself in. But you're now comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can relax. <laughs> Perhaps the cultists know something you don't. That this will be your final destination. You take in the sight of the inside of the church, and there is something a little bit final feeling about it. All the pews have been moved from their regular places and are stacked up on either side of the door. In their place on the floor are seven large chalk circles, six of them spaced out in a hexagon and one in the very center. Are they all the same size? Yeah. Okay. To the left of the room is a closed-off structure that you recognize as a confessional. Ah, cool. Are our American audience Catholic enough to know what a confessional looks like? I'll get to it. I, I I think people know just from pop culture. I mean, yeah, every every mafia movie has a confessional. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never been in one, but neither have I. There's been <laughs> at least one confessional on The Simpsons, so it's good enough. Yes. And just past it, closer to the front of the room, is a set of stairs. You believe they lead up to a choir area. Okay. Ooh. Are they spirally? I'm going to make them a spiral. Yeah, sure. On the left and right walls are a series of stained glass windows. Out the front, a large projector screen stands near the centre of the wall, and closer to the seven circles, you can see an actual projector box sitting on a stool. Okay. To the right of the screen, you see an organ with a bench pulled up to it, and a bit in front of that is a pulpit. Suddenly there's a movement coming from your left, Bill, and you whirl around, just as Devon, dressed in priest garments, grabs your arm and gives you an imploring stare. (laughs) Hold off, unhand me, greybeard loon! (laughs) Are you Bill? Someone left me this. They said you'd come for it. I grab it. He holds out a small vial full of blood. Oh, that's creepy. Give me that blood! It must be yours, the blood taken by Ariana back in the day. (laughs) Like an hour ago. That was yeah, easy. two hours ago now. That was really easy. But <laughs> Luckily, the door's not locked, so I can just leave. <laughs> well, Bye. Devin, you deny that it was the nurse who brought it here. What? It must have changed hands since then. So what's been done with it, and why are they giving it back? Yeah. Bill, you ask what's going on in the church, the stacked-up pews, the ritual hexagon, all of that, but Devin... You just have to tell them that you have no idea. Someone must have been here before you arrived and messed everything up for their own twisted purposes and what it all means, who knows. Except you're struck with a sudden recollection and you tell Bill that the person with the blood left another message. They said, if you want to see your friend again, they're under here. And you point to the floor. Secret passage under the floor, hopefully. Hopefully yeah, not. Yeah, not a dead body yeah. under the floorboards. Oh Look, it, it wouldn't be the first time. I hear the beating of that hideous heart. Um, <laughs> it, so is that is that Derek then from the first episode? Is that your friend? Yeah. Presumably. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I knock on the door and I scream, Derek! What door? Oh, the floor door. I, I, I knock on the floor and I say, Derek! Derek, answer me! You hear nothing. From under the floor, you hear. <laughs> hey, Bill. It's me, Derek. I'm under here. It's Derek Blackhawk. Oh, let me break it down for you. Uh... <laughs> All right. You are now free to roam the church. Okay. D- Devin. 
Mm-hmm. Is, is, is Devin a priest of Mysiris? Does he have any... Do you know anything about this cult, Devin? I am. I am not a priest of Mysiris. I am a straight-up okay. normal priest. Just a priest. town priest. Which, which god do you worship? <laughs> I worship old Jizo like everyone. <laughs> don't, don't, Perfect. I don't know anything about Mysiris. Literally nothing. Oh, really? As far uh, then... <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> Okay, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to... A priest of my Cyrus says what? Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I am not a Messiris <laughs> worshipping priest. I'm just the type of priest that people give blood to, and I give it away to the dude I'm supposed to give it to. That's, that's yeah, the kind perfect. of guy I am. Okay, so hopefully, Devin, you'll help me try and uh, uncover... The, like, hopefully there'll be some switch somewhere that'll open up the floor. Um, hmm. We'll have to look around for that. All right. Do you, want to, do you want to help me solve some puzzles? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Bill, puzzles? I don't understand. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let this me, is just a church. Let me break it down this for you. This is just a church. <laughs> ah, a church of puzzles. You see, your church has been infiltrated by a puzzle cult. It's very confusing. Uh, just trust me on this. You might feel a little bit apathetic, but ignore that feeling and help me solve some puzzles. Got it. Let's start looking around. Let's crack some puzzles. Where do you want to go first? Um, well, I would say that, like, immediately I'm drawn to these spooky circles. These were not here before. Just want to take a closer look. What's going on with them? So you've got the six of them in their hexagon shape and the last one right in the middle. As you get closer, you see that almost all the circles have an item sitting in them. Ooh. And written in chalk on the floor inside the circles are numbers. Ooh. It's going to be a lot of writing and drawing going on here. Yeah, what numbers to what circles? So starting at the top left and going clockwise, the circles are 11, 3, 5, 15, 21, and 4. And the center circle doesn't have a number. Oh. Okay. As for the items, again, going from the top left, you see a coil of rope, then a lit burning candle... And then the next circle's actually empty, but oh. let's continue on to the number 15. Then in 15, there's a box of old-fashioned film slides. Ooh. <laughs> then in the next one, there's a roll of adhesive bandage. And then there's a tin of tuna. And in the center circle, there's a goblet full of water. Ooh, a goblet. Yeah, you started with the big one. There's a lot of information in that. Yeah. 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 Now, okay, first of all, let's let's not touch these things yet, shall we? Okay. Just in case moving them causes us all to die. <laughs> Got it. So my first my immediate thought was like, "Oh, I know. That number will be like a letter out of the name of the item." And then we got to 11 rope. <laughs> oh, that's not going to help, is it? No. Does this strike you as anything straight away, or should we keep looking? Oh, yeah, those numbers don't really mean anything to me. Unless they're numbers no, right? of... Uh, I don't know. I was thinking maybe if the slides are numbered, but... They might be. Do you want to... Uh, we could try and put those slides in the projector. I, I think, realistically, right now there'd be nothing to keep me... Nothing in the world that could like keep me from looking at these slides. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's grab them and head over to the projector. Cool, so you go up to the projector and it is the old-fashioned sort that there is a slot at the back to nice. put slides in. So you take those film slides, you stick them in the back. Is there an order to the film slides we can see? Are they numbered at all? 
No, not that you can tell, and they're pretty hard to see. Just have you okay. have you seen those sorts of projector film yeah, slides? Yeah, we're not going to be able to sort of dark and see them until they're uh, in and the it's machine. night time. Ugh. <laughs> okay. So you stick them in the back of the projector, and nothing happens. There's no power to this projector, and you suddenly realize, oh, it probably needs a power cord, and it does not have one. Oh, it just doesn't even have a not an unplugged cord. It's got no cord. It's got no cord. Hmm. Oh, Devin, what kind of a church do you keep? <laughs> you know, uh, I think that whoever did this took off with my brand new projector that I just bought. Um, I've never ah, seen this before. This is your old yeah. trash projector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, that doesn't help, does it? Uh, let's take a look at. I'm looking, so we have a pulpit, we have pews. Uh, can we look at the pews? Maybe there's something under Absolutely. the pews? I know they've been yeah. moved recently. Yeah, so there's about a dozen of them stacked up on either side of the door, and you want to give them a look around at the undersides and that sort of thing? Yeah, without killing ourselves by having pews fall on us. Yeah, of course. We'll, we'll I mean, dig around the if pews. If you say so. <clears throat> you get on your knees to look underneath the lowest of them, and you do spot something taped to the bottom of one. Ooh. Oh, it's at least 20 years old. It's a palm pilot. <laughs> oh, Wow. And if people aren't aware of what a Palm Pilot is, it's like a smartphone, but without the internet or the phone or a lot of the features. It's like a little man who stands on your hand and then jumps into aircraft and flies away. Right? Is a Palm Pilot? Uh, 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 you're so funny. This is going to stay in the recording. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. But wait, wait, wait. Later was, on, if we was, reference a man standing on your hand, then it has to stay in. Wait, I just want to... To clarify real quick, was Bill right? Is that what it is? Yeah, is that, is that what it is? The palm pilot? <laughs> I haven't written down terrible jokes in my notes, so I don't know how to respond. You peel away the tape from it and you take a look at it. No surprises, it's not working. Its screen is frozen midway through starting up, like it needs resetting. Ooh, does it say anything on the screen? No, it's just... Okay, like right. a logo that ha- won't go away. Hmm. What's the logo? It's a little man standing in your hand <laughs> with, a, with an aeroplane next to him. Damn it. <laughs> is, there, is there like a reset button on it? You do spot a tiny reset button on the back. It's one of those kinds that requires a really thin object to poke <laughs> and impress it. End hmm. of a coat hanger or a pin or something like that. Got it. Now I don't have a coat hanger or a pin. Yeah, nothing yet. Do do robes even have pockets that you could have a, a pin in? I check my robe pockets. As of right now, there are no pins. Okay. okay. It was a fair choice, though, because in episode seven, when Ariana reached into her pockets, she did find hypodermic needles. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, okay. Well, so we're looking now for, like, a power cord and a small poking device. Uh, is there anything else we can find in the pews? No, that's about it. Okay. okay. Really, all we have left is the organ, the confessional. Oh, and we could go up the stairs. Let's check out the confessional. That sounds really creepy. Ooh, yeah, you get in <laughs> one side, I'll get in the other. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Oh, no, is it locked? So it's a large structure. It's made of dark wood, fully enclosed, two sliding panel doors to let you in, one on the priest's side and one on the side of the person confessing. But sadly, both of those panel doors are being shut by four-digit combination locks. Ooh, okay. Is that one lock for both doors or no, a lock on each separate door? separate locks. Oh. Oh, okay. I feel like I should know that, but... Mm. Did you put these locks on? 
people keep breaking into the church at night and confessing things to each other. <laughs> yeah, not on my watch. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, is there anything else about the confessional that's noteworthy or anything out of place? Not too much about the outside of it. All right. Well, in that case, let's let's we're right next to the stairs up to the choir. Yeah. Up pit. So let's uh, let's check it out. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. You're picking the things that are just going to keep disappointing you. <laughs> you can see these curving stairs lead up to two rows of chairs, which are for the children's choir during important masses. You can't climb these stairs at the moment, though, because there's a gate-like door blocking your access, locked with a combination keypad with numbers laid out much like a phone's keypad. Oh. And that's the uh, supplementary image that I've included, just what a phone's keypad looks like. So, okay. you know, one, two, three at the top, then four, five, six in the next line, then a star and a hash yeah. at the bottom okay. of the it's probably also a seven, eight, nine zero. as well. Shut <laughs> up. You, you, you know what it looks like. <laughs> Do the, does the keypad have, have letters on those numbers like a phone would? Like if I hit two, three times, no, it's, does it become a C? No, it's just the numbers. Okay. So that's a bust. Um, let's check out these windows. I forgot about that. Oh, yes, big mm. big stained glass windows. Yeah. yeah, let's look with our eyes at the walls. All right, so how familiar are you with what church stained glass windows often depict? Not, um, <laughs> not very. Somewhat. There'll, there'll, be a big, there'll be a big Jesus figure. There'll be some saints there around him. There are an maybe awful a... lot of Jesuses because what these ones represent, there are seven uh, stained glass windows on each side. Oh, are we doing Stations of the Cross? These are Stations of the Cross. Oh. I had to do some substantial Googling <laughs> to learn this. <laughs> so on the right are the first seven and on the left are the second seven. Where would you like to start? I, oh, I have hey, never been one so interested here. in hold this on. thing. <laughs> <laughs> How, there are, what, there are, there are uh, 14 Stations of the Cross? Yeah. How did you know that? Because uh, she said there was seven on either side. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't require outside knowledge. But our numbers go above that. Yes. 15 and 21. So they're not going to relate straight to a stage of the cross. The stages of the cross are like, it's like a, uh, it's the sequence of Jesus getting crucified. Okay. He falls over three times. There are three what? falls. Wow. He gets offered water. Um, so this, this is what they are. Right? That's, that's a... They're on, I, I can tell you exactly what they are when you look at them closely. Sure. I hope we don't insult anybody with this episode, Danny. I don't know. If I'm people... not insulting Christians anywhere. All I've said is Jesus falls over three times. He does, which is accurate to the Stations of the Cross. Yeah, we, okay, ju- so we just me... have to. We just have to wait for Danny's really rude descriptions of Jesus. Like station <laughs> stage three, stupid Jesus is walking. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there's the stations of the cross on each of these stained glass windows. That's right. Can you can you update me as to what those are? All right. So you want to start at the beginning, I assume. You're not uh, going to be weird about numbers, this. Let me put the numbers one to fourteen on my paper. All right. So you start on the right where the first seven are, and these are at roughly head height. They're not labelled, but Devon. I mean, you're a priest. You know exactly what these I know are, all and... about this. Mm-hmm. So the first seven are the first. No, please let Devon tell me. <laughs> Devon, what are the first seven? Well, as I was saying. The, the first seven, number one, is Jesus waking up. Number two is Jesus checks, uh, someone knocks on Jesus's door. Number three, Jesus is arrested. Number four, <laughs> Jesus um, is in jail. Number five, Jesus is in front of the judge. Number six, Jesus is crucified. No, it's number six through 11, <laughs> Jesus is crucified on the cross. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And then 12, 13, 14. 
Um, <laughs> 12 is intentionally left blank, and 13 <laughs> and 14 are just like interpret. angel stuff. <laughs> cool. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the real ones... No, no, I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> Done, yes. <laughs> the real ones start at about your step five. The very first one is actually Pilate condemning Jesus to die. Okay. So that's when he's being judged and sentenced. And you know, and you know where Pilate is standing? Oh, no. <laughs> the second one is Jesus accepting his cross. The third one is him falling over for the first time. The fourth is Jesus meets his mother, Mary. Mm-hmm. Then in number five, Simon helps carry the cross. In number six, Veronica, who I'm not otherwise familiar with, <laughs> uh, wipes the face of Jesus. Mm. And then number seven is Jesus falls for the second time. So those were the first seven. Those were the windows on the right. Would you also like to go over to the other side of the room to nah. take a look at the last seven? No, nah, who needs Yeah, it? okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, please, give me the other seven. I'm a priest and I would love to see how this story plays out. Please continue. <laughs> well, this is interesting because these ones supposedly depict the last seven steps. Mm. But something isn't quite right about these ones. It's like they've been warped or altered somehow so i'll tell you what they're supposed to show and what's different about them sure so the first one is supposed to be jesus meets the women of jerusalem but the women they kind of look a bit vampire-y they don't look like normal women oh no that's awesome the next one is jesus falls for the third time only this time his cross doesn't look like a cross it looks like a capital i Number 10 is Jesus is stripped of his clothes. Only in this one, he's not. The person standing beside him is being stripped of his clothes instead. These are weird changes. Then number 11 is Jesus is nailed to the cross. Only the nails look like they've missed his hands and they're just sticking out of the wood next to them. Hmm, interesting. Almost finished. Number 12, Jesus dies on the cross. The interesting part about this one is that in the background, there's actually a Grim Reaper. Oh, well, he's going to be sorely disappointed in a few days. Then second last one, Jesus is taken down from the cross. Only the Jesus in this one looks at least 20 years younger than the Jesus in all the others. <laughs> Teen Jesus. <laughs> so, Jesus was crucified at like, yeah, like 34. So yeah. Teen Jesus. And then the last one, Jesus is placed in the tomb. Only the tomb in this one looks very much like an Egyptian-style sarcophagus instead of just a cave. Hmm, interesting. Um, I turn to the priest and I say, I don't know if you guys have a full understanding of the Jesus story. I don't don't think he was a vampire teenage (laughs) mummy. Well, you've got a lot to learn. Are Are you questioning Peter's points, church? I think I am. Hmm. You know, this does explain a lot about Peter's point, though. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, that's crazy. So the first seven were fine, but these second seven all have these strange changes to them. Mm. But they're kind of hard to quantify. Like, one of them we have a capital I. Right. That's cool. That's like the letter I. But the other changes are vampires, wrong person being stripped. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't hammer his hands to avoid the pilots standing on them. Grim Reaper's there, Teen Jesus, Sarcophagus. Like, 
that's kind of hard to quantify into like a puzzle or a solution or something. Mm. Is there narrative continuity? Like when Jesus doesn't get his hands nailed in 11 Ooh, yeah. in 12, are his hands unnailed? He cross? is back to being nailed on the cross okay, for that okay, one. So, oh, so the only one, pa- like, all the women turn back into women instead of vampires if they're standing. I think in the, the women are kind of gone from the yeah, other part ones. Part of the whole problem but, is the yeah. abandonment that everyone leaves and he's just there. Sure. Dying. Yeah. In general, though, no, the changes seem to only occur for one panel. Okay. Mm. Uh, that's that's kind of weird. Um, I have no idea what to make of that. Do you, Devin? I do not. All right, well, let's. we can put this off. We can look at the last few things in the room and it might elucidate some of the puzzles yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. So we haven't checked out the organ or the pulpit, right? Correct. So let's check out the organ. And I sit down at the organ and I go... <laughs> you keep getting ahead of yourself. Oh, fine. I don't do that. What do I do? All right, so you sit down on the bench. Yep. You get ready to play. But you can't say how the keys are because the lid covering them up is locked with a little padlock. <laughs> I play tick, 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 But yeah, the wow. rest of the instrument, from what you can see, it's seen better days. It's pretty old. Oh, no. God, everything's locked. Can we look into any of the pipes? Are any of them open enough that we could stick our hand into an organ pipe? Uh, they're pretty high up. They've but they have openings at the bottom. They've got some cracks and things going on, but no, they, they're not really hand sticky any. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Anything around the organ? Or should we check out the pulpit? Either way. <laughs> um, okay, so at the organ, we're here at the organ. There's a padlock on the on the key yes, cover. Yes, so you cannot play the organ. What about the chair? Is there, any, is there anything under the chair? Are the foot pedals? Are there, are there pedals? I assume there are foot pedals and you can probably press on them, but you can't gather Do any anything. effect okay, from sure. it. Can the organ be moved at all? Oh. Oh, not the organ itself. Okay. This is a full-on pipe organ, right? Like oh, built oh. into oh, yeah. the yeah. The bench you could move wherever you want yeah, if you fun. wanted to bother Does it the organ open up? player. Like some benches open and have music in them. It is one of the ones that opens up. Nice, oh, awesome. You find some sheets of photocopied music inside. Yeah, they look to be in order. Nothing too fancy about them, except on the back of one sheet, there's a piece of music that's called the Birthday Suite, and there's some handwriting. It says, Devon Confessional. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. Do we actually need to put our birthdays in? <laughs> oh, cool. Let's try it. Um, do you have a four-digit birthday? Yeah. Let's go and put Devon's four-digit birthday into the confessional. Devon, what's your birthday? Well, I mean, we could either do... Um, my birthday is March 26th, so we could do 0, 3, 26, and 1, and we could do the years in the second Well, it's only one? four digits, isn't it? But there's two sets of four digits, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay, so why don't we try uh, 2603? Yeah. Oh, Australian <laughs> style. Oh, I see. <laughs> you mean the world style? Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we're in, we're in, this, Peter's Point is ostensibly an Australian town, right? I never specified. Oh no. Well then let's try either 2603 or 326 in the first lock. 03. Which is the first lock to you? The confessor's side or the priest's side? In my head, that's the priest's side. All right. But, okay, so you put in both 0326 and 2603 and one of them works. Okay. The lock comes off and you can slide that panel door open and step inside if you like. The other one on the confessor side does not work. 
with either well, the date or with the year of his birth. That's right. Which we shall leave mysterious to, <laughs> to allow Devon some privacy. 1997. Oh, no. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, cool. So we can get into the pre-side now, right? We can indeed. Would you like to? Yeah, let me uh, priest it up in here. I'll show you how it's done. Yeah, there's a small bench in here. It's spacious enough for just one person, really. There's a small square lattice in the dividing wall to the confessor's side so for you to talk through. And okay. covering this lattice is a thin black cloth. And actually, mm. it looks like there's one on the other side as well, just to give a bit of anonymity. Okay, so can we see anything through it? Very little. In fact, okay. your, your cloth is very thin and flimsy. The other one on the other side looks a bit thicker. Can we take the cloth? You can't really take the cloth off, but as you try, you sort of run your fingers through it and your thumb finds the pointy end of a needle that's been left in there. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Devin. (laughs) Okay, so we have have that for the Palm Pilot, I'm assuming. But before we leave that, that, is there anything like, does the bench also have a locked drawer? Is there anything else we can find? Yeah. Uh, No, everything else is... As it should be, with no secrets. Cool. Um, all right. Let's let's restart this palm pilot. Cool. So that needle is thin enough that it can reach the reset button you're after, and the palm pilot comes to life. Whee. Hey, it's your host and altar boy, Bill, interrupting quickly for some housekeeping before getting to the bottom of this Mysaris mystery. We're only one episode from the end of the Children of Mysaris arc, and I'm incredibly excited to see how it ends. I really hope I don't get stuck halfway through the next room and ruin the series for everybody. Now, our guest for this episode is Devon, the game master of the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts. If you're an avid listener, you may remember that I've talked about Devon's show before as a recommendation during Chapter 2 of this arc. If you didn't give the show a try then, let me use this episode to doubly recommend it. It's an actual play podcast in which Devon and his two players, Wit and Jared, play a tabletop role-playing game called Fates. It's like this show, except instead of solving puzzles, Wit and Jared fight ninjas, robots, golf thugs, and drug dealers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's hilarious, well-produced, professional, ridiculous, and at around 25 minutes an episode, it is incredibly easy to consume and get addicted to. So go and give it a listen and support a brilliant indie show. Once again, it is called Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts, and all their links are in the show notes. No big news this week. A quick thank you to Zimbalina from Podcast Candy Review for her great write-up of the show, and another thank you to everyone else who has been sharing the show this week. As I always say, the absolute best way you can support us is to talk about us, post about us, tweet about us, and paint large makeshift billboards about us all over your nation's highways. And remember, you can always send us an email at escapethispod at gmail.com if you have any feedback, room ideas, or just want to tell us that we say things strangely. You can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, We're on Twitter as at EscapeThisPodcast. And you can leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes if you want to earn a cool Escape This dollar. Okay, let's get back to church. The image that appears on its screen is a... Okay, three by four, four by three grid, um, three vertical columns, four horizontal rows. Cool. Made up of circles. Most of the circles are black, but four of them are green. So the ones that are in green, you've got the top row middle column. 
Top row, middle column, green. The second row, right column. Second row, right column. Okay. Okay. Third row, middle column. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fourth row, right column. Fourth row, right. Okay. Like a little ziggy zag on the right side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what that looks like. Hmm, what? Well, what else have we seen that would have three columns and four rows of circular looking buttons? Oh, the phone. Yeah. The, the phone. The, the phone gate. The phone-esque keypad. Okay. Do you want to do you want to go try it out on the on the choir gate? Stairs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's get up there. All right. So, what numbers do you think that would correspond to? Uh, two, six, eight, and and then hash. I guess two, six, eight pound. The gate swings open, and you make your way up the stairs to the choir pit. <gasps> it is indeed just a seating area. And there are some books scattered all about the place. Some of them are sitting on chairs. Some are on the floor. The strange thing is these books are all different from one another. They're all choir songbooks, sure, but they aren't the same. Their titles are different, their covers, their songs. It's like they're different brands, all published by different choir book companies. So are any two books the same? No, they're all completely different. Are any of them like Jesus and the Vampire Ladies or Ooh, um, yeah. Teen Teen Jesus? Is there a book called Teen Jesus? I mean, not that you can see easily enough. There might be some songs about that sort of thing in there. I don't know many choral songs, but... Well, there's that classic Teen Jesus and the Vampires. Like... <laughs> so how many books were there? Sorry? Uh, Just a, a, a whole chunk. bunch? Yep. None of them are the same. So I couldn't get from you a list of all of the, the differences. Not I? so much, no. They're just, yeah, they all, some of them might have similar songs going on because some are just that important, but everything's in different orders. All of them look so, different. But they're all songbooks? Yes. Okay. okay. But let's say you flip through a few of them trying to find some important things. There is one similarity to mm. the books that you find. And that's mm-hmm. on the very last page. Someone has handwritten a single word. Oh. Steps. 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 Oh, no. Are there as many books as there are stairs? Uh, you count 13 steps on those stair- on the staircase. There are definitely more than 13 books. Steps. Mm. Okay. Do you think if we had a look at those steps, there'd be some kind of markings on them that might indicate the books at all? There don't seem to be visible markings. Mm. There's still something you haven't looked at. Oh, the pulpit. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So the pulpit is basically a semi-enclosed lectern that the preacher stands in, slash in front of, behind, while they deliver a sermon. And there's an inner shelf on it. And uh, you go through it and there's a stack of papers that look like typed out sermons. Is there anything interesting in there? Are there any notes on them, or are they just really just sermons? Is my name on it? You don't sign your work. (laughs) At the bottom of each page, which looks pretty sermon-like otherwise, there's almost a reference list like with some numbers and things down there. It looks like it might be like, hey, for more information on this topic, see this Bible verse. So you just got a lot of numbers going on. And there's, so there's heaps of sermons, right? Yes. And heaps of numbers. Yes. And heaps of topics. Correct. So I don't, so we can't like go and open the Bible to every single verse that is referenced in these sermons, could we? I don't even know if you've got a Bible here. That's a very good point. So it, What a bad a, church. Yeah. 
<laughs> so these are for the choir books then? I mean, are there book titles or are they all just page No, uh, it's presumably you just see things like 521 and oh. you just say, cool, okay, I probably have to go to thingy thing 521 to find more information on that topic. Okay, mm-hmm. but there's, mm-hmm. there's so much, there's no, we can't like break this down into something that we could be like, that's what we've got to go on because there's heaps of them, right? Maybe. Do any of the sermons contain notes that match the weird changes to the Stations of the Cross? Oh, there'd be too much to actually like, read through all of these sermons in detail, but no, there's no vampires and teen Jesuses. Hmm. Ooh. Are the sermons numbered, did you say? The references down the bottoms are numbered, yeah. Are there any numbers that match the ones in the circles that we found? Is there any like 11s, 3s, 5s? 15s, 21s. There oh, is one idea. sermon that matches the numbers perfectly. Oh, so it has like all of the numbers. It has all of those numbers. Oh, awesome. Okay, awesome. Look, most of that sermon seems pretty normal as you read through it, but there is one quote that's repeated a couple of times throughout. Those which help you ascend, those hold the key to salvation. Perhaps not at first sighting, nor second, but the third will thus hold. Okay. Help us ascend. So is that coil of rope could help us ascend? Is that or the or the stairs also help oh, us ascend? Stairs also. Those that help you ascend. Those hold the key to salvation. Well, we've gone up the stairs twice. Can we just look at them a third yeah. time? <laughs> yeah, let's give them a good third over. You walk up the stairs and down the stairs again, and as far as you can tell, they're stairs. Damn. Maybe there's something else that you. Need to get out of these words. The th- in this every situation. maybe every third step is the th- but the steps aren't marked, are they? So the third steps wouldn't help. Is there anything interesting about the third step? If you look extra carefully at the third step, while you don't see any markings or anything, note that it does specify in that poem that it holds a key to salvation. Oh, does it? Is it hollow? It can open up. Oh. Oh. And sitting in the small hole that you've opened up is a little key. That's awesome. I grab it. It's okay. mine. Okay. I run. Okay. <laughs> I run away. <laughs> Wait, uh, what, what, have we seen anything locked with the little yes, key? Yes. Uh, yeah, the, um, the, 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 the organ. Yes. Yes. I go to the organ. I turn the key. I open it up and I go... <laughs> you press a few keys, but the sound doesn't come out. Yeah, it sounds exactly. It sounds like sound wants to come out, but it's just not making it all the way. <gasps> I mean, there were. Is there stuff? Is there things yes. stuffed in the pipes? Can yes. we like go as loud as we can to see if we can shoot it yeah, out the pipe? Almost the wrong way. There's nothing <laughs> st- stuck in the pipes, but the pipes have cracks in them, and you think oh. that that's messing with the noise. Okay, so can we? Yeah, can uh, we could use the roll of bandage maybe to wrap them? <gasps> oh, nice! Yes, or the burning uh, candle and wax. We could go about this so many ways. <laughs> Let's tuna, tuna can, pipe. tuna can. Tuna, tuna noodle, my favorite. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's bandage those pipes. All right, you wrap the bandage around the broken pipes. You cover all the visible cracks and it seems to sit there nicely. And then I sit down and I go... <laughs> Do you know what notes those are? Uh, well, it's Toccata and Fugue in D minor. Oh, that's not going to work. So, oh, no. Uh, so <laughs> when you press the A... Uh, sorry, when you press the C... It comes out just fine. But when you press D, nothing happens. So it seems that something is still not working here. Hmm. You keep going is up some... the octave. You find that so C works just fine. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me make note of this. E, mm-hmm. F, and A work, but nothing else works. 
So C E F N A. Mm-hmm. Kifa. 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 <laughs> Kifa. Mm. The more you say it, the more it's gonna help. Ah, face. Face. Ooh, face. That face. does rearrange to the word face. I poke Devin in the face. <laughs> Do it again. I think maybe it's a three times thing. <laughs> yeah. um, wait, wait, wait. Does my face have some sort of locked drawer you can open? <laughs> just, just check. Uh, it's oh my only gosh, now- right here. It's covered in teeth, it's but it opens. It's only now that you realize someone has written on both your faces. <laughs> Bill, while you were knocked out at the school, <laughs> she they just went crazy. Um, hey, I know where there's a face. Station six. Oh. Veronica wipes the face of the Christ. I smash that window. That's no, good you don't. My, my, <laughs> note, my note for six had a lot less useful information. It actually just says, looking back at it, Veronica Lodge. <laughs> Which makes no sense that I wrote that, but I was like, Veronica Lodge. I don't know. I should have written like more details. That would have helped. <laughs> Um, uh, is there anything interesting about the Veronica face wiping scene? I, I knock on it. As you do, you notice that as your finger comes away, there's almost like some caked on mud. Ooh. This is dirty. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, uh, I grab Devin's robes and I wipe the mud away. <laughs> it's- I pull my robes up over my head. Hold on, give me, let me give you some more cool uh, church trivia. I take the chasuble from his neck <laughs> and I use that to wipe the, to wipe the window. Look, you try. It gets it a little bit dirty, but it's really sort of caked on in that sort of way where you need moisture. Oh, gotcha, to... gotcha. Moisture. Possibly, moist? possibly an entire goblet full of moisture. Perhaps. What's in the goblet? I don't think we even asked. Water. There was water in the goblet. Oh, was there? Okay. Um, I've I've written down goblet water. Mm, mm. I splash the goblet water onto the panel. All right, your water starts trickling down the face, and it picks up dirt as it goes. And wow, you don't realize exactly how dirty it was until you've done this. But now a whole new layer of color is appearing as you clean. In mm. fact, you clean it so thoroughly that a ray of light from a distant street lamp shines through a really distinct beam that crosses the room and lands on the projector screen at the front. Oh. Oh, so can we hold these slides up to the the, wind, the light coming through? Oh, nice, nice. It's like a makeshift light projector. It's a guard projector. Wasn't it nighttime? Did you tell me our street lamp? Distant street lamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not quite that fancy, a beam of light. Oh, no. It's a fun idea, but there's not like... Oh. oh. So this is more like a Raiders of the Lost Ark? style beam is it oh yes i put an amulet on a stick and i stick it into the <laughs> um okay uh, can i make i make a, a, a rabbit with my hand as a puppet and i okay, go it's not oh, making wow. like a big silhouette it's a tiny thin ray of light that is just like, oh, lasering towards maybe it. maybe if we get the slides working that will highlight something on one oh, of the slides. oh 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 i like it maybe that's what we need to do that sounds real Danny's good. face makes me think, think that that's not true. <laughs> Much easier solution to this. Uh, I poke. I, I, is there something behind that spot that it's lighting? If I move the projector screen, like you haven't even it? looked at the projector that's screen true. yet. That's oh, true. What does the yeah, projector screen look true. like? It's a typical sort of one, but it's on a stand. It's not suspended from the ceiling, so there are no images displayed on it at the moment. But you can see as you get up close to it that 
that beam of light, it's not actually hitting the screen part of the projector screen. It's hitting the very right bottom corner of the frame of it. And now it's illuminating some words there that look like just a company name. Oh, what word? Enrichment Studies RE. Enrichment Studies RE? Yeah, like religious education. So they must just be some people who sell Mm, religious mm. education stuff. And it's highlighting that whole word? Yes. Enrichment Studies RE. Um, do not know. Enrichment Studies. Enrichment Studies. Say it one more time. Enrichment Studies. I've got it. No, I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Enrichment Studies. Are there any books made by that company? Oh, you're right. That's a company that makes things. Yes. (laughs) I run up the stairs tripping on the third step. Because I left it open, <laughs> and uh, and I and I check out the books. You do find a single book that is made by Enrichment Studies RE. Oh, nice! W- what book is it? What's the title? Anything? Yeah, it's just it's just a hymn book, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Enrichment Studies RE presents Book of Hymns. I flip through <laughs> to God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. In okay, their Christmas that, that's on page one hundred and eleven. And I sing it. Okay. I don't sing. It. <laughs> cool. A tear just runs down my face. You just do such a good job. Uh, is there anything interesting about this book? If we flick through it, are there any notes? Is there any, like, and Jesus and the vampires, they went and washed his face? <laughs> the, right, only, like... the only handwritten thing you see in there is, again, on the last page, the word steps. 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 Okay. Steps. So multiple I put steps. It, I put it in the found. step. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it like every third step has something in it? Like, is the sixth... Step I, anything? No, I think you've used the third yeah, step so. clue. Steps. Okay. Steps that are not the actual literal steps. Well, what can we do with this? Like, all the books say steps, don't mm. they? So this isn't new information. Is there yeah. a step that's labelled re- Enrichment Studies RE? Nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, Devin, help me. Oh, man, there's nothing else about this book? I mean, it might be. It's a pretty big book, I but you don't see anything else. Anything like, uh, like written on the sides or yeah, nothing wow. that strikes you. No missing pages. Mm. No marked pages. Nope. Just the word oh. steps, which mm-hmm. is in every book, and it smells normal, as normal as can be. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, how many steps were there? Thirteen. There are thirteen steps. There are thirteen steps, and. We have oh no no. We have fourteen stations of the cross. That doesn't so. There's no connection there. No. What do we have thirteen or like, or the number? Oh, what's on page thirteen? All right, so you have your enrichment studies book that you know you wanted. Yeah. And now you have page thirteen, like you know you wanted. Yeah. There's a short, sort of dark set of lyrics on this one. Oh and no. You're not a hundred percent sure where they fit into the church mythos, but you give it a read. Whether we matter to know that we count, we seek out our goodness in greater amount. The takers of blood, the pale and grim, the deaths that abound without and within, the tombs that us hold in which one does lie, and lastly, the watchful, perceptivous eyes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hold on. I think I have a theory. Um, I, I recognize some things that sounded like they had... Uh... They had some similarities to the Stations of the Cross, but I have no idea. Yeah, right, because I heard I heard um, the Takers of Blood. Yes. Like Vampires. Right, which is our eight. Which was our, which is our eight. Was there something between that and Tombs? 
Could you reread back chance. then from the from so, the Takers of Blood? Yeah, we had the Takers of Blood, the Pale and Grim. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. vampire. Oh well, no, Pale and Grim could be could be death. But let's assume that vampires are pale mm-hmm. and grim. Next one, the deaths that abound without and within. Okay, that's the Grim Reaper, right? The death yeah. on on number twelve. Mm-hmm. Then the tombs that us hold in which one does lie. Okay, the tomb okay. was in fourteen, right? Right. And lastly, the watchful perceptivist eyes. Now, I'm assuming that might be the letter I that the cross looked like. Oh, 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 oh. So maybe that's maybe that's nine. Yeah, so that's eight, twelve, fourteen, nine. What does eight, twelve, fourteen, nine mean? Where do we have that sorts of numbers that we can deal with? Unfortunately, you kind of don't. There's only one thing left that really requires numbers, isn't there? And it just needs four, four. digits. Four, yeah, four on digits. the confessional. So maybe it's number one on that wall, because eight would be the oh, first one on that wall, yes. right? Oh, yes. no, or maybe it's the number of. How many vampires are there in the vampire picture? Uh, you count nine of them. Oh. Okay. Then deaths. Well, there's only one death, isn't there? There's the Grim Reaper or the Jesus dying. So maybe one or two. Maybe or it's two. the deaths without, uh, uh, without and within. Oh, okay. So there's two deaths, like the death of Jesus and actual death. Right. Who's there? Okay, so that's nine two. Mm-hmm. The tombs. It's got to just be the one tomb, right? There does seem to just be one tomb on that picture. Cool. Okay. All right. So nine two one. And now back to I. Well, okay. There is the letter I of the cross, but presumably also every single human face has eyes on it. In uh, that one picture? Yeah, in that picture. How it many? is just Jesus. So okay. three, the two Jesus eyes. Unless in this version, Jesus has lost an eye. Um, <laughs> no, no, Jesus has eyes. Okay, so two eyes for Jesus and the cross in the shape of an eye in this case, because it's no longer a cross, right? So that would be three, wouldn't it? Right, so nine, two, one, three. Can we try nine, two, one, three on the confessional? The confessor side the, of the, the confessional? confessor door? Mm-hmm. Panel door slides open. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm in. Much like the priest's side, small bench, black curtain covering the divider. This black curtain does look a bit different. The material is kind of patchy rather than uniform. The thickness of the fabric varies from place to place. And now that the door's open and a bit of light is coming in, it's casting some funny shadows over on the priest's side that you can see. Oh. You try to make something of them, but the light is just too dim to get a clear view of these shadows. Oh, can I get the candle? You can. There's also oh. something else that's a little bit obvious. Oh, can I turn the lights on? No. No, no, sorry. I don't mean another solution. <laughs> oh, sorry, I sorry. I mean another Please, thing. Please, what's the other obvious thing? Uh, there's something else sitting in here with you, rather noticeably in the middle of the floor. There's a power cord. Ah, okay. oh, nice. I throw it out. I don't need that. Okay. Shh, power. The devil's <laughs> juice. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> nice try, Satan. Um, so... So yeah, so we can plug up we can plug up the projector and I guess can we point it over here so we can see? Is that crazy? Um no, let's let's use the candle to see here and then the projector to, to view the slides. I reckon this oh, is oh, two oh, separate yeah, definitely. puzzles. Um so let's grab the candle and bring it in here like some kind of wee willy winky all through the town. You're making weird references. I know. That one's pretty dumb. Let me try and say that again. Let's grab the candle and bring it in here like some kind of normal reference. Um <laughs> All right, you take the cloth into the confessor side. Is, and... that, a, is that a wee willy winky thing? He goes around the town yeah. with a candle? Yeah, okay. And That's a thing. No pants or something? Yeah, in his nightgown. Ah. Willy winky all over town. Whatever. Shining got... his candle on his old we nightgown. Got tw- we got like 12 minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that must be like, that's the most Australian thing I've ever heard, I think. <laughs> 
I think it's British. It I think it's pretty very English. I think he's in, he's in London. Um, okay, so so sorry. I grab the candle and I bring it in so we can see what's what these shadows are. All right, you hold the candle as close to the cloth as it can get without setting it on fire, and the shadows on the me. priest's side stretch and darken, and they actually form flickering words on the floor. Ooh. The end takes place in the middle. The end takes place in the middle. That might be relevant, perhaps, to the slides. Why don't we figure out what the slides are? Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's I do think it. That's, yeah, that's like our last thing, isn't it? Is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, we still haven't out? used the tuna or the rope, so maybe we'll maybe we'll have to like fish a cat out of a well or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, let's look at these slides. At last, you get the projector fired up, and an image shoots onto the screen at the front of the church. It shows a picture of what looks like a page from a Bible or other religious book with the page number circled, page 21. And also circled is a single word, food. Oh, that looks like it matches our circle, doesn't it? In circle number 21, we have, we have bandage. bandages, but there is food. So maybe we have to rearrange stuff. Yeah. Let's keep flicking through. All right. You press the button that swaps slides. And the next one, pretty similar to the first. The page number circled is three, and the word is light. No, okay. okay, yep. Then page four, healing. Page five, bind. Ooh, okay, I'm liking this. Page 11, images. And 15, drink. So that matches what we had before, right? So like food is tuna, light is candle, healing is bandages. Um, bind would be rope, images are the film slides, and drink is the goblet of water, right? Yeah, I think so. But they're not in the correct places. They're all in the wrong circles. So as in, so right now, 21 should be food, but it's actually healing because the bandage is sitting in that circle. Right. So can we rearrange those items into the corresponding squares? All right, absolutely. So that... From uh, so that twenty one has tuna, mm-hmm. three has the candle, which was already correct. Four has the bandages, five has the rope, uh, eleven has the slides, which we'll have to remove from this from this mm-hmm. projector. Yeah, sure. You've still got and, like the canister that they were yeah. in. You can just put that and in. And fifteen has the goblet, All and right. then the middle one will be empty. Maybe Derek will appear. Once you place all the objects in their correct circles, you feel a deep rumbling from under your feet, (sighs) under the church, under the earth, it feels like. (sighs) The lights flicker and go out, as does the candle, and the only thing left illuminating the room is the projector screen. You stare at it and see that it no longer says the numbers and the words that it did before. Oh no, what terrible scary thing does it say? (laughs) Instead, it says something hauntingly familiar. (gasps) The dawn of Mysaris arrives. The souls souls of the the sacrifice sacrifice let us rise. Only this time, there are no scratched out words. <gasps> oh, oh, what does it say? What does it say? It says captain, medium, keeper, uh, what was after Hostess. keeper? Hostess, director, nurse. Circling the one who would keep them secure, our dual spilled blood will leave all for the pure. Oh. Ah. Okay. Oh, circling the one. Oh, no. Hold on. Is that six people? Captain Me? The one who would keep them secure. That's me. Or Derek. Or Derek. Oh, no. Okay. To pour some blood? So the the captain's blood. Well. Or the captain himself. Our dual spilled blood. D-U-A-L. 
They have double blood? No, I wouldn't say that. I would say Two that you blood. just need two bloods. I need two bloods. Oh, man. <laughs> you may recall, Bill, that I very much specified this episode needed two people and two people only. Oh, no. <sighs> Guess I gotta give my blood. You already have your blood, man. Yeah, you got a little vial. You're fine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to like get some blood with this tuna can here. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you, do, you do have a pin in your possession still. Uh, okay, okay, I, that's another way. We'll try that. <laughs> All right. What do you plan to do? Um. Well, do we put it in the goblet? Oh, gross. I think. I think. Well, I think if we just put our blood in the center thing, we might. Yeah, the end happens at the middle or whatever. Yeah, yeah in that middle one because yeah. they're surrounded. But do we need to get those sacrifices here? to bring all the people to be because because we don't have the captain the keeper the medium but you know what you do have you have objects that are all around in these circles that have a little bit of resemblance to those people do they okay the coil of rope right rope for the captain tuna for the zookeeper who worked with marine life yeah the bandage mm. for the mm. nurse film slides for the director candle the candle for the... like jamie wilson had mm-hmm. all the candles in the second mm-hmm. episode and the goblet for the hostess who made tea. The hostess. Oh. Oh, wow. They're all here. Um, Hey, priest, you better stab your finger. We're going to bleed in the circle. It's it's a shame that instead of the burning candle, it wasn't just like a Chris Angel DVD. <laughs> okay, here's my <laughs> blood. I'll do it. Okay. we. I pour my blood into the middle circle as, all right. as Devin bleeds into the middle circle. You look each other in the eye and allow your blood to fall onto the floor in the middle of that center circle. It lands... And it immediately starts glowing. Ah, wait, uh, the blood of the circle. Both. Ah. <laughs> Devin, yeah, thanks for this. You can barely contain your excitement. <gasps> you were a priest of Osiris. He was a priest of Osiris. I'm, I'm a priest of Osiris. I'm a priest of Osiris. <laughs> there's, ah! there's no point keeping this secret anymore because now it's done. <laughs> he takes off his mask and it's the same face underneath. But, you know. And that means, Bill, you no longer need to be kept in the dark about what's going on. Your friend was never hidden here. This was just a ploy to get you coming here. You've got all the items that represent the souls of those whose knowledge you've used, and you've completed the final step of the ritual. The simultaneous spilling of the blood of two children. Oh, no. Because the children of Mysaris is not just the name of the cult. It's somewhat literal. There was a being known as Mysaris... Who has children and grandchildren and all oh, other descendants spread throughout no. the world. I'm a child of Mysaris. They all seem like regular humans. And Bill, that means you. Oh, no. It's not so bad, Bill. You'll grow to love Mysaris. <laughs> Devin, after the mayor's assistant told you that the apathy mist wasn't affecting Bill, you became sort of curious because only the children are supposed to be genetically immune to it. So... You requested a sample of Bill's blood, and sure enough, after about an hour of studying, in which Bill was running around outside, you managed to find some genetic (laughs) markers of Mysaris in his blood. Oh no. So, once the rest of the ritual had been performed, there was no point waiting for other children of Mysaris to come back here. You already had a person. All you needed was two children of Mysaris' blood. So you got that done quickly, and now, that was the final step. The rumbling under the ground continues. And Devon, you have no problem explaining what's going on, because once again, it's I done. I can't stop the plan now. The town is changing. It's reforming. 
Because this ground and this water, this air, this isn't Mysaris's environment. And once it changes to be more like Mysaris's natural environment, the children will change. They'll shed their human-like larval forms and attain true power. Yes. You get to have insane amounts of power. You get to be reborn. And once the reforming of Peter's Point has proven successful, the ritual will be repeated elsewhere, throughout the country, throughout the planet. All of Mysaris's children will be freed. The rest of the population of Peter's Point? Well, they might survive. But, Bill, as you know from your information gathering at the zoo, there are certain species that just don't thrive when kept in the same cage. And as you've learned from Katie at the film studio, humans are particularly prone to turning situations violent, even if they have no hope of defeating the other creatures. So Captain Green and Jamie Wilson, all those people whose lives you thought you'd saved, Bill, they're now in even more danger than before, and every human on Earth along with them. You don't have a clue how to save them and how to stop all this. But you have to find one. I mean, genetically, you might be one of these children of Mysaris. But I mean, what is that except for a bit of magic blood and a natural immunity to some of their magic? Really good hair. You know what you are? (laughs) Besides a child of Mysaris, Bill? I'm a human. You're a Peter's Point security employee. And you're going to keep Peter's Point secure. (laughs) 